Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Good Tuesday evening to all listening now and those that will be listening in the future. My name is Sean. I'm here with Phil. And we're here to talk about the truth of God in a relaxed setting, speaking what Yah wants us to speak, concepts they want us to bring out. Phil, did you have a good day today? I did. Another functional day. And again, with Yah, every day is functional. Every day is good, even if there are challenges in the midst of it. And so it's it's just interesting that Every time you ask me that question, I'm still going to answer the same thing. It's going to be, yes, it was a good day, but it doesn't mean that I didn't have a struggle in the midst of the day, but I view the struggles as a good thing, as functional, as long as I can use them with purpose to discover truth about God. Well, I absolutely agree with that. Every And just saying how are you doing stuff like that? That's programmed. That, that's just one of those things that, and do want to know how you're doing, but a lot of things that we'll say in the morning or greetings are, are programmed. And, and we were just before we even started here, it just made me think of what the podcast that the podcast that we're doing is just an extension of the time that we started the prayer time and then starting the church. And this is just an extension a branch on the tree of Yah, just a, a time just to talk about the truth and focus on whatever truth comes to mind and different concepts because the truth of God has is solid and secure and is has such a depth that we could be doing this. We could be doing this 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we wouldn't get anywhere close to the the fullness and the depth of everything because when you get one concept on something, let's just say repentance. Well, repentance will lead you to different concepts and understandings. The the base truth of repentance isn't going to change from Yah's perspective, but we'll just have different information that will be added to. Do you see this of repentance? And do you see how it goes in this direction? And it doesn't matter what we talk about. If we're focused on the truth of God and talking about how it ties together, that we're never going to run out of things to talk about. The only way that we'll run out is it's not that it runs out, is that we just either stop pursuing it, stop meeting, things like that. And because we know that the word of God is living and active, so there's just more and more to understand. And this is really going off of the most recent podcast we have that today I was just thinking about, you know, just wonder what we could be talking about. And 
this saying came to my mind and I just decided we're going to go with this, see where Yah takes this. When I was a kid, I enjoyed watching the daytime shows, Price is Right, $100,000 Pyramid, different things. And I, I remember from the commercials that I'd, I'd watched a video recently on some 70s, 80s commercials. And I was just just around the house and just all of a sudden this, this uh, saying came to mind. And I thought, wow, this really ties to faith, to give understanding. You ever see those? is really more in the 70s, 80s. I remember that you would have a medication come on or something around the house. You'd be watching the game show and they would go through it. And let's say it was Alka-Seltzer, cold medicine, and they would drop the two tablets in the water and it would fizz. And it would say at the end, use as directed. And I was like, I just thought I haven't heard that anymore. I don't watch shows really that have commercials, but I don't know if that is still out there or not, but I'd actually looked at a a medicine at my house tonight and it has directions on it, but I'm thinking maybe what this more could be now would be if you actually had a prescription filled where the prescription would be, the physician would give you precise instructions on take, for example, two tablets twice a day, three tablets, three or four times a day. And I know from having pets that we'll get veterinary medications at times and it'll say, It'll have the abbreviation BID for twice a day or TID for three times a day. And I was just thinking about this, that we were talking recently about somebody that we see on Facebook that made a statement. And it made me think of that term use as directed, meaning this product that this pharmaceutical company or let's say cell phone company, something like that. They will put out there, use as directed, follow the directions that is on this piece of equipment, follow the instructions on how to take this medication because you've got two sides to this. You've got, you've got one side. If you use it as directed, you will get the benefit from using it as directed. But if you do not use this as directed, You can have side effects. You can have sickness, illness, death. You could overdose, meaning that I'm giving you this prescription. I'm giving you this medication. We'll just use this perspective because of your sickness or illness. And this is exactly what I want you to do with this medication because I'm the physician. I'm the one prescribing it to you in order to help you with these symptoms, cure it, whatever. We'll just say two tablets every six hours and it'll say doing more than this or not. You could have side effects and you could have dizziness. You could have nausea. You could have stomach bleeding. You could even cardiac arrest or heart attacks or, and all these different things. And I thought about this and the statement that the person had on the Facebook page was, well, Jesus came to me before I even started going after him. And I thought, okay, well, that's a statement made, but is that true? Because if you use the word of God and what the word of God says, that the word of God says, even Messiah himself says, no one 
comes to the father unless the father first draws them. Seek for me and you'll find me when you seek for me with all your heart. That we don't have anything where Messiah says that I just come to you before you come to me. Now, there is a scripture that says, while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. But that was with the plan of Yah, but we don't have anything that says that Messiah comes to you first before you go to him. And it made me think, are you using the word of God not as directed? Because use as directed means there's somebody directing you to take this medication that they know what they're talking about because they have the education and the schooling, so they know what they're talking about. Follow that. What I'm saying is with Yah, whatever Yah directs you to do, use that as directed. We have instances of those in faith, Noah, Abraham, Moses. It says that when Yah spoke to them and gave them instructions, it says that they did everything the way that God directed them to do it. It didn't say that they were perfected. didn't say that they didn't make mistakes in it. But it says that, and it, 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 what stood out to me was with this was, it made a point to say that they did everything as Yah directed them. When Yah came to Moses, Moses, I'm giving you the instructions for the tabernacle and the items of the tabernacle, and you are to do these things exactly the way that I'm, I'm directing you. We want to really be sure and feel especially with us that make sure that what we're doing, that we're making sure that what we're doing is directed by God and that the things that they give us the very best we can, that we are using what they give us as directed by them, not because, well, we think we should do it or this feels right. No, the word of God says this and the word of God could say it in the Bible. Yah could come to us directly and tell us. Yah could tell us through somebody else. But with what we're doing with the church of Messiah that we are in and part of is to speak the truth boldly as we should and do the things that Yah is directing us to do, that Messiah is the head of the church, that what he wants what Abba wants, what Mother wants, that is what we do. That's what we desire to do. We are not going around doing things because we just flippantly want to do them. No, we use the direction of God. And I've seen a lot of this. We've talked about this before on Facebook, on social media. People think that they understand the truth of God, and they'll make a blanket statement. Yoga is, is wrong. Don't do yoga. Well, where in the Bible does it say that yoga, that you shouldn't do yoga? Did Yah specifically tell you don't do this? Did Yah specifically tell you you can still do this, but change your mindset? Like what? And I found that I've done this in the past is you'll make a big, bold statement that you perceive as truth. But then you'll, well, I'm not really saying this, but this, or I'm not really saying that or that, but well, but if you truth stand on its own, that if we speak truth, we should be able to speak it plainly and speak it to people that have never heard it and be able to give an understanding that we make it clear that what we're saying, what we mean. Messiah himself says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life. 
nobody comes to the Father except through me, that I'm the truth. So listen to what I'm saying. Do what I'm directing you to do, not what you think you should do, not leaving out parts that you don't agree with, that the one that hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will be the one that has the house that was built on the rock because you're doing what I'm directing you to do, the disciples. I want you to go out and do it this way. I don't want you to do it this other way. I want you to go and preach the gospel. I want you to baptize them into the name of the Father, into the name of the Son, and into the name of the Mother. Teach them that. But make sure what you're doing is directed by Yah, not what you think the Bible says, not what you think is there, but really make sure, make sure that what you're getting and what you're putting into practice is coming from the word is coming directly from Yah, not, well, I feel I should do this. Uh, I just, I just get this feeling. Well, we'll make sure because just like the slogan, follow the directions because the gospel message, if the gospel message is not followed by the exact directions, then you're not going to get the desired result. But what happens, and we've said this before on the podcast, is people will listen to us or other people, and because of your brainwashing and mind control and your cognitive dissonance, you'll, well, that seems right. Well, that, that yeah, that's right. But make sure you check it to make sure it lines up with the word because follow the directions exactly the way that I'm giving it to you. Just like Messiah, he was discipling them. He was teaching them to bring this message of truth, but do it the way I'm telling you to do it. I'm giving you precise instructions and I'm giving you the authority to do certain things, but make sure it's me giving you the authority to do it. Not, well, I'm just going to do it because of this or that or whatever. And it's our best protection because we're going to be held accountable for what we teach, how we teach it, how we live. Let's make sure that when we get instructions, which is the word of God through the Bible as well, let's make sure that we're following the instructions and that by following those instructions and those plans, you will get the church that's in the word of God, the church of Messiah, that it will be run the way that he did it. It will be based on his teachings, the truth. And with what we're doing here, that's our goal is to make sure that what we're doing is what Yah wants us to do and what they direct us to do. And they do give us authority to like, they'll, they'll give us information and speak things, but it's just so important to follow the instructions and make sure that you know, the instructions and that you follow through on the instructions so that you can best teach somebody else how to do something once you have done it yourself. Just like us with what we talk about, we wouldn't be given this opportunity to speak the truth that we know if we hadn't got experience in it and understand it to be able to speak it to other people. And so many people will come up with what they think the directions are instead of following what the word of God says that Messiah didn't say that you can sin 
and ask for forgiveness and sin and ask for forgiveness? No, he said, go and sin no more or something worse will happen to you. And what will happen is a lot of times because of people will look at the word and not necessarily read it and listen to what it says to put it into practice and you just assume things instead of, hey, let's let's talk about this. Let's make sure that we understand what the word of God is saying here to make sure that we're actually following what this is. Do we really understand what this says to be able to put it into practice for ourselves first before we're attempting to teach somebody else? Because if we give a message to somebody else that doesn't line up with God, then, and they don't check it themselves, then they end up having to stand before God and, well, why are you not going to let me into the kingdom? I followed the directions, didn't I? I, I casted out demons and I did, didn't I follow the directions? And no, you didn't. So get away from me. So I just, this just came to mind as just a, a concept that people would be familiar with and not just for medication, but just with phone contracts and different things is make sure that we are following the directions to get the actual true result. Don't let's no longer look at things and just assume things because of traditions or because of what somebody said or something feels good, but actually read the directions and have and ask Yah for help to help me to understand what their word says so that I can find the godly life and live it. Because, and we talked about this before, that this should not be somebody's church, that this should be to help people that really want to know truth, to seek with all their heart and find the truth of God, so that you, led by Yah, can start your own gathering and be a branch, really a, the a part of the true church of Messiah. But it's so important that we should not be teaching other people things that we don't understand or we haven't experienced, because that's when we can get ourselves into trouble. And we had even spoken recently about um, the Methodist minister that had come to meet with us, that just a statement that by her understanding, she says, you're forgiven, meaning that your sins are forgiven. But do you understand what you're saying when you say that to somebody? What do you really mean by that? And and not just that, that just came to mind, but just things like that, that Yah is helping me with when I'm speaking more and more to make sure that I'm really listening to myself and putting it into practice with myself to be able to talk plainly about things, but make sure that what I'm actually talking about and you as well, that we understand what we're talking about so that we can speak about it plainly and be able to give a good answer. And that's the point of this is make sure that by knowing what we know that we can give a good answer to somebody and we have no problem answering questions, no problem being challenged because no, if I don't know an answer to a question, then I don't have any problem saying, Hey, that question you came to me with, I don't know that answer, but I'll look into it and prepare to be 
to come back to you at a certain time and give you a good answer. And sometimes a good answer is, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, we're not on a rush to be able to answer questions. It's just like we talked about before that with things that don't delay, but don't rush. And the word even says that if you don't understand something, you can ask the spirit mother will make clear things that you may not understand, but yeah, this is just, I just, this just came to mind today and it just speaks to me about the concept of God, the the concepts that Yah uses to bring about explaining to us their truth that make sure that we do our utmost to make sure that we're following the instructions that Yah has laid out, which they are the author of so that we can walk in their truth and walk in line the way that they want us to. But John, somebody might argue that, well, I am, I am doing as directed. And like you brought up Madison, I, that she would say, I am doing as directed because we have this hierarchy in the church, just like you do in the Catholic church. And the hierarchy tells you, uh, they give you the guidelines, they give you your directive. And then, you know, okay, you have to do this and this and this, but then you can formulate your sermon or whatever around this, but you have to do it. And she would argue and say, uh, or possibly argue and say, well, I, I am acting as directed and people from Christianity would, would, uh, have this argument as well. Well, I go to church and the pa- I do what the pastor tells me to do. I'm doing what, what he's directing me to do. So how would you answer that? And you, you touched on it a little bit as you were talking, but how would you answer that uh, from this perspective of do as directed? The concept of this is that your direction should not be coming from, and you mentioned like a, I don't know what the word would be, like a hierarchical, some kind of, I'm thinking of as much as I know, when I played trumpet years ago, there was a Episcopal church and they had, I can't remember what it is, like a rector is maybe like the person that's the main pastor or something, but, or some council or whatever. And again, this is just, I don't know a lot about this, but that the point of this is when it's used as directed, make sure that the source of your direction is Yah and that make sure that you seek God with all your heart to dig into the word and see what does the word of God say about what you're doing? Is your direction coming from that or is it coming from somebody in the world that is in some kind of position? Because if we put our trust in people, not that we don't trust people, not saying that, but trust people as if, for example, if they're following Yah, that trust in Yah, and then that would enable you to then trust in those people, but don't, but people will fail you, but God will not. So the point of this was, is that make sure that you're not relying on somebody else to direct you, allow them to direct you. If what they're telling you lines up with the word of God, if they're telling you, Hey, this is the gospel message, and this is what the gospel message says. 
and it lines up with it, then listen to what the Word of God says, and you can listen to that person because you're telling me the truth. Paul even said this, that follow me as I follow the example of Messiah. If the person that's speaking to you is actually speaking truth, because you know it's true, because you've lined it up with the Word, you've verified with Yah, then yes, you can get direction, because really it's Yah's direction just through that person. But the point of this is for those that are seeking with all their heart is really evaluate Am I listening and being directed by this person because it lines up with the word of God? Or am I doing it because it feels good? Or I've been to this church since I was five or six years old and it's tradition or I'm going for the people that be very careful with this because like you said with the minister that she thinks what she's doing is right and I'm directing by God but really dig into it. And it's up to that person because you may come, we may come at her or somebody else and say, Hey, be careful with what you're doing is, is what you're doing really lining up with the word of God? It is. Okay. Well, based on what you're saying, it doesn't. And if the person is open to listen to that, then we can have a conversation. But if they fight back against it and say, no, I I know what I know is right. And okay. But you proclaim that you're a minister of this, you're a pastor, but you don't even understand what you're talking about because even Messiah said this to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you're a a teacher in Israel and you don't understand these things? That who are you being directed by? Are you being directed by God? Are you being directed by, by people? And people will assume, well, these people must be right. They've gone to school for 20 years. They've got a master's in divinity. They've been a preacher for 30 years. They must be right. Well, we got to get away from that and say, I don't care if you've been in this 40 years or not. Somebody could be a pastor at a church for 30, 40, 50 years. And what they're saying is not true. So why would you want to be directed by somebody that's telling you things that are lies because it doesn't line up with the truth of God, but it would be up to somebody. You would have to really, you would have to seek God with all your heart and really put all of that to the side and really seek after it to, Hey, wait a minute. Why am I listening to this? And that's where we came from. We got to the point. It's like, there's gotta be more to this that we're hearing the same things over and over again. And the word of God is saying different things than what's going on here. So this doesn't add up. Something is is wrong. Yah is not wrong. Where am I wrong in this? Where am I, where is my thinking wrong in this? And we just got to be careful because with the brainwashing and mind control and the programming, you just assume that what you're doing is right because it feels good and it's what you want. But we know from experience that just because it feels good, and it's what you've had as a kid. It doesn't mean that it's true. And people have to be willing. You really have to be willing. And Yah even told me this, that you have to be willing, well, us as well. You really have to be willing to put it all to the side and don't be concerned about what somebody else is doing. You seek with all your heart. And when you do that, you will find it and Yah will bring you what you need to be able to understand their truth. And That's the thing, that if you want to be directed by God, then seek for them with all your heart and say, Yeah, please direct me. I really want to understand your truth, and I'm going to pursue it. 
help me and direct me so that I can understand your truth because you're the author. You know it. Help me to see it. But a lot of people, they don't want to change. And and for the with what we're doing here, we're looking to seek after well, we're this the point of this is for people that really want to know the truth to seek it with all their heart and they can find the same truth that we have. But this is just something to evaluate that who are you being directed by? Do you think that you're being directed by God? Do you know you're being directed by God? And that this is something for people to evaluate because we know from the word of God that mankind is without excuse that you're not going to be able to stand in front of God on judgment day and say that somebody else directed me wrong. And God will say, why did you allow them to direct you? Why didn't you seek me to where you could find me to direct you? It's your fault. It's not them that you're not going to be standing side by side with your husband or your wife. You're not going to be standing beside your kids that each person must give an account to God. And if somebody, <coughs> if somebody, didn't find the truth of God, then <coughs> then that's on them. It, that's right. You want to uh, have an aspect of with uh, my wife is going to have surgery, and one of the questions that they asked her was, they ask her if she had an advanced directive. And uh, according to that, an advanced directive means that are you, uh, do you have a DNR, a do not resuscitate? That That's what a advanced directive is. <clears throat> is, is. Do you have a DNR? And here's what's interesting. Why does an advanced directive has to do, have to do something with when something goes bad or something goes wrong, rather than we have many <laughs> advanced directives as it pertains to faith, that with faith in God, every time we make a hard change, every time we uh, set our mind and our heart that we're going to do something, we're making an advanced directive because we're not able to do it perfectly at the present time. We have to work in it and through it to make that advanced directive come full circle by us following the directions given. And so every time I make a heart change, I make an advanced directive that no, I see this now. I don't agree with it. I'm not doing that anymore. And when I do that, then I will I uh, I will be able to follow those directions that are set there for it. And so it's just really important that we evaluate and think about the concepts that come along with an advanced directive because all it is is an advanced directive is you setting something with absolution that this is going to happen if you set a dnr well the, the hospitals are going to not resuscitate if something happens and you have a dnr that's an absolution and they can get in big trouble 
if they resuscitate when somebody has an advanced directive. And that's why they ask, because we want to make sure if somebody, you know, if, if they code on the table, it, it, is it okay for us to perform the CPR to bring them back or not? And one of the reasons behind why somebody would have an advanced directive would be because, well, I don't want to end up in a coma or in uh, in this state where I have to be kept alive by equipment, and I don't want that. So if something happens, because there's, there's a chance that somebody could be brain dead, and they bring you back to life physically, but your brain is gone, then... They put you on advanced life support, and and maybe even if they don't put you on life support, that, that your body could still go on for a, a long period of time. And a lot of people would say, well, I don't want that. I don't want that for myself, or I don't want that for my family, or whatever it is. And so you set up that advanced directive. Well, when we make that pledge of a good conscience to Yah, when we repent to Yah, that's an advanced directive that, yeah, I'm giving my life to you completely, whether I understand or not. Uh, it doesn't matter because I don't need to understand. I just know that you are right. You are fair. You are perfect. You are just. And I believe in you. And so I agree with everything you do. I don't have to understand it. Okay, now I had set a, an advanced directive to walk in the ways of God in repentance. And in that, then I just continually walk in that direction of God because that's what repent is, is you turning towards God and you continually walking in it. So you set, okay, when you decide you're going to seek with all of your heart, that's an advanced directive that you're setting in advance before you've actually done it, that this is what I'm going to do. And so that is an advanced directive in essence is a contract or a vow. And when you vow something to God, it will surely be demanded of you. And so that's why we want people to be careful with making these advanced directives with don't just jump to a, accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, that's an advanced directive that you're going to do what God wants you to do. But then you're not taught how to do what God wants you to do. And you're not able to fulfill that advanced directive. And so you have to come to it from the right avenue. You have to come to it from seeking God with all of your heart, going to the Father, proving your obedience to the Father in the Old Testament perspective of the law, even though you're not doing it to gain favor, you're doing it because it's the right thing to do and you're going to obey God. Then God will bring you to the Son, and then the Son will bring you to his mother, and then we get the circumcision of the heart. And without that, you can't have it. And like you brought up when somebody's like, well, God came to me or Jesus came to me. If you haven't walked in the old covenant with Abba, it's impossible for you to have Messiah because you have to go. And the scripture says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. It doesn't say I'm going to draw near to you first and then you draw near to me. No, you I uh, prove that you believe the existence of God by drawing near to them. When you do that, 
<clears throat> then they will reciprocate and they will bring it back to you. And so it, it was just an interesting thing that came to mind about an advanced directive because advanced directives don't have to be for, and they're not just for that, but they, they call that an advanced directive. But if your boss sends you an email and says, Sean, I'm going to send you some uh, claims that you need to, you need to take them. Okay. That's an advanced directive that they are directing you in advance because you haven't done the claims yet, but with their intention of directing you in that, then they're expecting you to, because that's part of your job that you're going to do that. Now, sometimes if they ask you, then they're giving you the option to say no. But if they don't, then it's an advanced directive. Whenever you, whenever you set your mind to something in advance, it doesn't have to be for death. It can be for life. And we want to set a lot of advanced directives. And we must set advanced directives as we walk through the faith journey. If you set it as a directive, which means that you are adamant that this is the way it is and it will not change, then you seek God with all of your heart, advanced directive. And that means that's never going to change. You will always be seeking God with all of your heart. As long as you live, as long as you breathe, you will always be seeking God with all of your heart because you set that advanced directive. But if you set that directive and then don't fulfill it, then there's going to be a problem because you breach your contract. See, you with your own mouth profess and confess things that you're going to do for God. And when you don't fulfill that, you've condemned yourself. God doesn't have to condemn you. You've condemned yourself because you didn't act and work in appropriation with the advanced directive. And God has been given advanced directives from the beginning of time. Did he give an advanced directive to Adam and Eve? And they didn't, they didn't go or do as directed. And what happened? Sin came to all mankind because they didn't do as directed. And so, and then of course we have the other side where I uh, Noah did as directed. Abraham did as directed. Lot did as directed. It was, uh, there were a lot that did as directed, but there were ones that didn't. How about Saul? How about King Saul? When he went to battle against those Kings that he was supposed to destroy everything and they kept the good things for themselves. Well, we were going to sacrifice them to God. Well, does God prefer sacrifice over obedience? No, God wants obedience the heck with the sacrifice because the sacrifice means nothing without the mindset of obedience to God. And so there's this aspect of doing as directed is all throughout scripture. Messiah talks about it. Paul talks about it when they talk about not letting the false teachers enter in. They're giving you an advanced directive. Don't make sure that be on guard, be as I, uh, innocent as children and I, uh, as I. I'll give you huh. some help. I get this backwards. Yeah. Um, 
shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Right. There we go. Shrewd as serpents, innocent as doves. And so we have, throughout Scripture, we have a multitude of directives. And the beauty part about it is, whichever story it is throughout the Bible, if you follow the advanced directive that God's given and do as directed, you will have salvation because you're going to seek them with all of all of your heart. And God says, I'll set up this advanced directive, but you have to make a choice to do it. Seek for me and you will find me when you seek with all of your heart. So you have to decide that in this case, I'm going to seek God with all of my heart, but you have to know that that is an absolute, I'm going to do this, period. I, there's, there is no turning back. There's no stopping. It doesn't matter where I go in faith, what I have. I reach circumcision of the heart. I don't stop seeking God with all of my heart. I continue to seek God. That way I can see the deeper things of God. I get to see mysteries that other people don't get to see because of that depth that I get to go in seeking them with all of my heart. And that's the intention of it. And just like you said, let us make sure that we're following God's directive, not man's directive. And one of our advanced directives that we even stated at the very beginning of doing all the podcasts, and we still state it throughout, and this is an advanced directive. Don't just listen to what we say and say, yeah, that sounds good, and that's right. No. Our advanced directive to people is listen to what we say. Listen to the logic of it. Then go into the Word of God, spend time with God, and then discover for yourself that what we're saying is true. And you will discover that what we're saying is true, and we know that. But we don't want you to just believe what we say, blanket, because then you're, you're making us the end all, and we're not the end all. We're the message. The end all is Yah and Yah alone. So just some really important things that come out of an aspect of an advanced directive that just recently came up uh, that really, as I was thinking about it from a faith perspective, it just makes perfect sense. And an advanced directive, don't accept Jesus. That's not a good advanced directive. Make Jesus, make Messiah, son of God, make him Lord of your life. I'm going to make Messiah Lord of my life. I'm going to do what he did. I'm going to speak like he spoke, and I'm going to live my life like he did. Advanced directive. And then you do everything in your power to carry that out. But in order to do that, you've got to go to the Father first. Then you go, your advanced directive has to be, I've got to figure out what I need to do with the father so that he will draw me to the son because Messiah himself said, no one comes to me unless drawn by the father. So that within itself tells you that you have to have that advanced directive of going to Abba first before you get to Messiah. 
and then it works the same th- same way. You have to go to Messiah before you get to Mother. But if you haven't gone to Abba, then whatever you profess as your Lord and Savior is not the true Son of God, because that's not how God set it up. And God's advanced directive is uh, railroaded by that concept rather than, no, I'm going to figure out what the Bible says, and that's what I'm going to believe. Now, if somebody else is speaking things and they line up with what the word says, then I know I can trust them because you had made a statement earlier about trusting people. Don't trust people. And I know what you were saying. Uh, it comes from this perspective. Only trust people who are trustworthy, who are worthy of trust. Now, that doesn't mean you have to assume the worst of everybody, but the reality is, is that without faith in God, everybody's operating under their the condition of doing what's best for themselves And therefore, even when the perception is that, well, I want you to trust me, there's a reason they want you to trust them. And so you want to make sure that somebody is worthy of that trust before you give it. It's just like respect. If somebody wants to be respected, they have to be, they have to have the ability to be respected. They have to be respectable. If they're not respectable, then they don't deserve, nor should they get respect, but too many people try to demand respect. Well, you have to respect me. No, I don't. You prove to me that you're worthy of my respect. Then I'll respect you. I don't have to trust you. You prove trustworthy and I will trust you, but I can't trust you fully. If you're not in the fullness of faith of God, and even when you are at the beginning, You have a lot of stuff that you have to work through before I can see that, okay, now I trust you because people will be, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I'm on time to church. I'm on time to church. I'm on time to church. And then you show up five minutes late to a gathering in the evening where it's still church. We never made it as though it wasn't church just because the ladies meet at, uh, Josh and Anna Roos house and the, the gentlemen meet here, it's still church. Why is it okay to show up five minutes late? Why is it okay to, to just kind of walk in because you're not seeing the importance of it. And so when I look at that, well, you're not trustworthy to be, I, uh, to, to do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. I'm going to be on time for God. I'm going to be on time for God, but then you pick in your mind, when times are important and not rather than, no, you know what? We talk about the things of God. So that makes it a church where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am with them. And so I'm going to make sure that I'm not late. Well, you have to prove faithful in that. Now, everybody understands that there are occasions, something happens. It happened to you. I don't know. It was last year, I think when that craziness was happening downtown and you had to zigzag through town to try to get there and you got there a little bit late, but that was a once, you know, once in 
uh, 14 year, you know, it, it's not that often that it happens, but when it happens on a regular basis, you want me to trust you? How can I trust you? If we're talking about faith, faith things, how can I trust you if you haven't proved trustworthy in the things that we look for? And so that's just uh, another avenue of following the directive is that your directive is if you want to be trusted, you have to prove trustworthy. If you tell people you're going to do something and you always recant or you do something different or you're late and you make excuses, you're not worthy of trust. When you are consistent in being on time or consistent in doing, fulfilling the promises that you promise, and then you miss one on occasion, no problem, no harm, no foul. Because well, even the, the, the best trustworthy person, there's circumstances that happen that are out of their control that they can't do anything about it. And so it's going to happen from time to time. But in order to be trustworthy, you don't have to be perfect at it, but you have to be consistent at it. And if we don't see the consistency, I'm not going to trust you. It doesn't mean I have to hate you. It doesn't mean I have to uh, sit there and tell you, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. No, I just, all right, well, we'll see. In my mind, I don't have to say it out loud because I don't, I don't trust you at this point until you get to the point where if I tell you, Sean, I'm going to come pick you up at 530 or nine out of 10 times, I'm going to be there at 525 so that I make sure that I'm there by 530. But there may be an occasion where I run late at work or something happens and okay, but I can trust you that if you tell me you're going to be somewhere, uh, that well, you're going to be, you're going to be there because of over time of proving it. And then if you're not able to be there, you call, you know, when, when you first started, because we started with the podcast and we were sitting here about a half an hour ahead of time. And the first time that you came in later than that, I was like, oh, is he going to be here? Is he, you know, just thinking, overthinking it. Uh, but the only time that you've actually were late coming was because of something that was out of your control that was down the hill because you're not late. As long as you're here by seven 30 or six o'clock in the morning, you're not late. And so, but you did have the one circumstance where something happened at the bottom of the hill and you couldn't get out because they had the, the road blocked. Okay. But you called and you let me know and we went on with it. But those are some things that I uh, just came to my mind thinking about this aspect of, uh, following the directions or doing as directed. Well, with the circumstance we were talking about, about you said the, the concept of the advanced directive. Yah has, as you said, from the beginning in Genesis, they even laid it out with the gospel message in Ephesians about that from the foundation of the earth, that, the sun was going to come and all these things were going to happen. And it's just a neat 
really, we had talked about this last night that I really enjoy how Yah does things. And, and it's just, yes, they're perfect and all they do. And that, the reason that I enjoy it is because they allow you the opportunity to discover, not just, they just give you a concept and then here's what it is. Do you see it? And then move on with the directions, the, you could put it to the advanced directive, following the directions, use as directed that there's a part in that. And I used to be one is director, band director, cruise director, that Yah is the director of their truth. And they know what it is. They know how they want it presented. They know what concepts they want brought out. And it's either, if we don't follow the directives, it's either one, you didn't understand it or two, you put your own spin on it. You added to it, something like that. And with the concept of like you, somebody says, well, no, I am following the directions. Well, do you really understand the directions or did you, did you really listen to what the directions were? And we talked about this recently back when Moses was living, Abraham, Noah, they would have more opportunity, ability to retain information where you think about that, where you're getting instructions from Yah on how to build the tabernacle. You don't have a laptop computer where you're just, typing it in so you can, all right, well, I'll go back and look at it later or I'll write it down on a piece of paper and I've got my notebook paper and my pen. I'm going to go ahead and write it down so I can look at it again. That think about what their attention span would be to be able to get that directive because Yah's given them information and it wouldn't be that they couldn't go to Yah and say, Yah, would you help me to with this, uh, how to do this precisely? And I was just saying about this, that it's imperative that using as directive means that you not only, and we'll put this to the word of God, you not only do you read the Bible, but you apply it, which means you're listening, that listen to these words of mine, put them into practice, because when you do that, you'll be following that advanced directive that do this. And you'll get this blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience. Why will you die, Israel? Repent and live. Advanced directive. We, and we've done this in the past, is, and what happens is, is that people will rely more on people because of stature or education than on God where I used to go to church years ago, that the pastor that's there, it was a, a Baptist church. They're almost two years later and they still don't have a full-time pastor that said they have an interim. And it made me think of this. You're, let's just say the person's 60, 65 years old. And let's say that they're a member of that church for when they were in their teen years. So about 40 some years of you going to a Sunday school and you're going to a church and you've been doing that consistently. If you had been following the directions on what the Bible says, why wouldn't, or couldn't you take somebody that's out of your congregation and allow them to be in that position of pastor? Why do you have to go outside and get somebody that you don't even know to come in 
why don't you get somebody that's been there that could be referred to as an elder that's been walking in the truth of God faithfully and fill that position? That's what Messiah did, that he came, he was their teacher, he taught them, and then he went away and you now teach what I've taught you to others that I'm qualifying you to be able to teach because one, you're listening to me, you're applying the teachings of my parents. You are followers of me. You're walking as I did. So therefore you go out into all the world and bring this gospel. That's what should be happening. But because of not following the directions, somehow it got skewed that you have a big, large building and you have a pastor that stays there and the people stay in this group and you just continue on with whatever tradition was there, possibly getting it from Messiah was standing on the Mount, given what's referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. So that means, well, that means that I've got to give a sermon now, as opposed to what did they do in the book of Acts? Because the book of Acts gives details and instructions on what the early church did is what you're doing lining up with the book of Acts. Are you treating people the same way that in the book of Acts? Are you dealing with the church the same way that Paul did, that if somebody is doing something, that expel them? Well, we can't expel somebody. Well, but that depends. If you're with the church of God and following the truth, that you must expel somebody that thinks that it's okay to continue to sin, and I'm going to continue to do it, and you're not going to be repentant of it, that you're going to go. Or Yah says, this person didn't celebrate the Passover, then they're going to be cut off from their people. And you would really kick them out? Yes. And we have, and it's a must. Even Messiah made it clear that, hey, better to enter the kingdom of heaven maimed to cut off a hand or, or a limb than enter into hell, which he's talking spiritually about. If you have somebody in your gathering that's causing division, causing problems, that it's better to get them out than to to have a, a maim main part than to be thrown into hell. So the what with you must have the help of God in order to live the truth of God the way that they've designed it because they're the author, they're the designer, they know. And that's why and go back to Proverbs that call out for insight, cry out for understanding, look for it, seek for it as for hidden treasure, then you will find it. You do your part and we will do our part. We will, you will find us. You will find salvation. And what's interesting is we just talked about this with the simplicity of the message with this, that the instructions and directions aren't difficult. The problem is you following them and listening to what God says to do. And it's not too difficult. We don't have any record that Noah was just, Oh my gosh, this boat is just so difficult. How could we get, it's just, you know, Yah said, this is what I want you to do. And it said, Noah did exactly what Yah asked him to do, meaning that he wasn't perfected in it, but he did what Yah asked him to do. And that was the key of the whole thing. No matter if it took Noah a hundred years, a year that he was doing what Yah asked him to do. And that's what Yah is calling for is it's, from the beginning, it's been about obedience to God. That's the main thing that any kind of command given, any kind of statement, teaching that Yah brings, they're looking for you to listen to what they're saying, 
evaluate it and apply it because it's the best thing for you. It's for everybody <clears throat> that Yah is love, meaning that what they do is they do what's best for everybody involved, including themselves. Well, the best thing is, is to walk in the truth of God. That's the best thing for God. That's the best thing for everybody else. That's where the unity is, that we're all walking in the same direction in the truth. But we know from corruption and through tradition that the word of God is not in many places being preached. People are not following the directions. They assume that they have the directions by picking and choosing different scriptures that they want to hear and follow and leave other scriptures out. Book of Hebrews, we've talked about before that most of the book of Hebrews, other than maybe one chapter, is thrown to the side and the excuse is, well, that's not for us. We can't understand it. It's for the Jews, all these other things. And well, then you've you've taken a lot of the directions of Yah and put it into the side. And you're not going to have understanding there. <clears throat> but first of all, make sure that you know what Yah is asking for, what the directions are, so that you can follow them and get the desired outcome. Yah would not tell the Israelites to repent and live if he meant for them to turn to me so that you can find life. <clears throat> that if you don't follow that direction, if you don't repent, then ultimately you will die because if you don't turn to God, then you can't find Yeshua and you're not even going to be able to find mother and you won't have circumcision of the heart if you don't turn to God anyway. So the way to life is in following not only what you think you should follow, but all the instructions that if all the instructions aren't done in the way that they're supposed to be done, just like if I'm making a cake, if I don't follow the recipe exactly, I'm not going to have the desired result. If it doesn't go in the proper order, if it doesn't go with seek for God with all your heart and believe God and believe in God and repent and repentance and then obedience, and then trust, circumcision of the heart. If it doesn't go in that order, then you didn't follow the instructions exactly the way it was supposed to be done, and <clears throat> you will not get their desired result. And that's the beauty of this, because one scripture that came to mind with this, that this came to mind, was when Messiah said that when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. But you have to know so that the truth can set you free. But if you don't know the truth, if you didn't follow the directions and you can't know the truth, and Messiah even saying that when the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. But if you don't know the Son, then he's going to tell you at the day of judgment, get away from me, I never knew you because you practice lawlessness. So when you know him, then you will get away from sin. And therefore he sets you free because the work that he's done by his work, his death, his resurrection, that he made the way so that he can set you free. As long as you walk as he did, he opened the door so that all those people that have sin can have sin taken out of their heart and put into their lower conscience 
excuse me, the correct that sin would be taken out of their heart, moved to the body of flesh. That sin is taken out of your heart. And you can walk as he did, but you can't know the son unless you know the father first. Because you you know him, then you'll know repentance. And then he will then bring you to the son where you can know obedience. And then brought to mother where you can know trust. But people will say, well, you just say this prayer, you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, but the key is, following the as directed is, make sure that the Son of God is your Lord. And if he is, then you will find salvation because his persona is salvation. But it's just so many, I hear different by Facebook posts, people will just put what they think the directive is on different things. And through discernment with Yah's help, you can look at something and say, well, that's not the directions that Yah gave. You're changing this to fit what you think it should be. That's not what the word of God says. The word of God says this or, or that. And that's why it's so important that the reliance is on God to teach you and help you mother to guide you so that you can understand the truth. Because without Yah, we're not able to understand the truth. Without Mother's directive, without her giving revelation, and same with Yeshua and Abba, that without them, we're not able to understand the truth and be able to follow what they want done. How are we able to follow their directive if we never heard their voices, if, we, if they've not spoken to us? And I'm not talking about people saying that, well, the Bible speaks to me, God speaks to me through their word, but what I'm saying is, that if you're following the true path of faith, that God will speak to you and they will speak to you at times audibly. They will speak to you in your mind through discernment that that's part of the journey is that how do you know somebody if you've never spoken to them, if you never had a conversation with them, I can read a book that somebody has written and I can read their words on the page, but to actually have a discussion with that author, is crucial to knowing that person on a personal level. And with each person that walks through this journey of faith, that when you seek after God with all your heart, God will draw near to you. They will speak to you. We have not only experiences that we've had, but in the word of God that where God spoke to and had conversations with Abraham and Sarah and um, Samuel, God calling out to Samuel in, in a circumstance. So, there's so much depth to all this, and the key is is that make sure that you're following the directions that God has laid out in order, and don't rely on somebody else, because if you're just relying on somebody else, that could get you into trouble. Even the Word says that let God be true and every man a liar, that make your reliance on God, not on man, but those that are following God like you said, that you can, once they've true, proven trustworthy, you can trust people that are trustworthy. But if you're listening to anybody, and just thinking about us here, if you're listening to us, make sure by having conversation with Yah and looking into the truth of this, make sure that it lines up with what the Word of God says. And if it does, then go with it because the Word of God says it. 
But <clears throat> with information that we've been given, we are speaking the truth of God, but the key of this is for you to follow the directions so that each individual person can discover the truth. Because what benefit is somebody going to get by us just telling you something that makes sense? When you're going to have that light bulb moment is when you discover it and the light bulb comes on and you have understanding because God has enabled you to understand it. Then you can know the truth and then you can be set free and know that you're free because you know by God that you're free, not by just somebody telling you. And don't go off of somebody else's directive. Meaning that there's many people that will jump on a bandwagon because somebody says so without actually really evaluating, you know, is this really appropriate to do? Uh, I just saw a clip, uh, a video clip today with all the stuff going on over in Israel that I saw a clip today where uh, at Harvard, there was a young uh, Jewish student who was walking through the campus and was singled out and surrounded by a bunch of people as though it was his directive for all that stuff to happen. And if you recall, the start of this started because Hamas attacked first. And again, I'm not getting into sides on this because that's up to, to God to work with and work through. But we know that the Bible says that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, that it's going to happen, that how much more devastating is that war there than the war in Iraq where innocent people were killed and Afghanistan where innocent people get killed and people don't like to mind their own business. They get all in an uproar because of something that's happening and it's not their control. It's, it's not for them to be concerned about it. It's for God to be concerned about it. And ultimately, if you believe in the Bible, you're going to recognize that war in order for prophecy to be fulfilled. War is going to have to happen because they have to gain. Israel has to have the ground to build the temple on at some point. And whether they get it now or they get it 20 years from now or they get it 50 years from now, eventually they're going to regain that, that ground and then they're going to rebuild the temple. And so what goes on? It's, it's wars and rumors of wars. You make sure you're right with God. You make sure you're doing what God wants you to do. And I'm not, I'm not putting any kind of thing on this that God's directing this war. It's just a fact of that's the way it's going to go. But too many people, like you have a bunch of, of students at Harvard, which is supposed to be a school of higher intelligence that are uh, surrounding and uh, coming after somebody just because he's Jewish. He may not even agree with what's going on, but they don't care. And how scary is that you're walking through the campus 
and you're by yourself, and all of a sudden you've got 20 or 30 people surrounding you as though you're the problem. And they're the problem because he's not the one that started all that over there. He's over here in this country trying to better himself through an education. And other these, these other people that are there are coming after him. And it's like, what are you doing? You're minding somebody else's business. It's not yours. And unfortunately, America gets into that too much. And there'll be people that won't want to hear that, that we, we, in this country, we get involved in people's business that we have no business in. And so people will say, well, it's for the, the best of the country. No, it's not. Was the advanced directive the best thing for the Native American Indian when we came here and stole their land and, and killed and got rid of them and to where they, they don't really have a great presence like they did at the time we came over here? No. And a lot of people get bent out of shape because of the, the whole, you know, what's the biggest thing that happened to the, the Jewish community that people look at and recognize and are appalled about? Oh, the Holocaust. Right, the Holocaust. But that wasn't the first time that happened to the Jews. God prophesied many times. What happened when the Babylonians came in and God told the people don't fight against them and they and there were some that fought against them and they were killed. They were eliminated because they didn't pay attention and obey God. And God prophesied that he was going to bring uh, armies from the north. And each time that Israel was attacked and overcome and many Israelites were killed, People, why are not people in an uproar about that? All you hear about is the Holocaust. It's because people are getting into minding other people's business rather than you would be much better off to make sure you're living your life in appropriation with, in accordance with God and, and let God handle everybody else. Let God worry about who's doing somebody wrong and who's starting a war and who's taking care of that war. God knows what's going on and they're letting it happen. Well, we know by prophetic message that the war in that area, if, if it doesn't end in Israel taking over the temple Mount, then it's going to happen again. It's not a thing of, oh, no, we're going to find peace and they're going to be able to live in peace and harmony and everything's going to be okay. No, it's not, because it's prophesied by God. God prophesied, and it was given through revelation that the temple is going to be rebuilt. And if the temple is going to be rebuilt, Israel is going to have to take that land. And whether it's a bloodbath now or a bloodbath in the future, eventually it's going to happen. And that's all part of the signs of the times, just like this war over there is a sign of the times. Well, I remember you told me this years ago, something that your mom used to say when you were younger, and it may even been something in your house that said, let the business that you mind today be your own. And how much of this is you get in somebody else's business and you get yourself into a, a fight like that on that campus when, because you want to be right and you want to show that you you're for justice. But what about you looking at yourself internally and you finding 
to make sure that justice is done at every point. Because when the word says, when Paul is talking to the believers and he says about the point of making sure that you saw that justice was done at every point and that you were clear in the matter of what indignation, what longing, what alarm that you had for yourselves. And meaning that when you're instead of pointing the finger at other people, have that indignation, longing and alarm for your own behavior and changing yourself to be right before God and to do what's pleasing to God and leave other people alone. And that's the thing. It's not that we don't speak to people, but before we speak something out of our mouth, let's be the example. Let's be the light that we're called to be, which means that if you're the light, make sure that you're living it the right way. Then you can go to somebody else and have some kind of effect because if not, what will happen is you're being a hypocrite because you're pointing out because the people don't understand they're being hypocritical with this person is that you're doing the same things that, that they're doing, but you're not looking at yourself. You're just saying, well, because you're Jewish, you're wrong in this. And it's like, yeah, but what about me being wrong by attacking this person? Am I being unjust in this? And the thing, the woman caught in adultery that we don't have a record of her lashing back at them. Why are you pointing me out here? You're the one that are committed adultery too. And no, she was just silent. And there's in testing Messiah. Well, she's going to be stoned. Are you going to end this? What Moses said to do? And yeah, but weren't that that group that went after the Jewish guy at uh, Harvard? Weren't they doing exactly what's happening over in the Middle East? Is we're trying to terrorize you just because you're Jewish? Just be, that's the only reason. That no proof that he headed up that whole thing. And more than likely, he had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with it. He was over here minding his own business. He doesn't control what the government in Israel or the government in Hamas with the Palestinians, he, he doesn't control any of that. But yet you have this large group that surrounds him to try to terrorize him. For what? What's he going to do? How's he going to change something like that? And people do that. People will do it with other ethnic groups as well. And it's like, just because another country is doing something does not mean everybody in that country agrees with it. And the key factor is making sure that whatever you do, that you're doing what is right according to God, so that if war comes to your land, and you perish, well, if I perish, I perish because I know the faith that I have and I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm okay. I'm not going to provoke anybody. That's not my objective. It's not my responsibility. But I say I'm not going to provoke anybody, but speaking this truth of God, it's going to provoke somebody somewhere. Somebody's going to get all bent out of shape if they hear this and they may take it to a different uh, degree of, well, you're hating Jews. No, we're not. No, we actually follow a lot of their customs because that's where the origin of Messiah came from. And so we know that it's good, but we also follow some of the customs of Islam and some of the customs of the, the Hindu religion and all the religions that are out there, we're pulling the truth out of them and, and we're using them and supplying them to what we can do to 
uh, work through our advanced directive with God. And people need to just stop and leave other people alone. Stop pointing the finger at everybody else. And, and whether people want to admit it or not, and they may not even know it, but the reason you point the finger at other people is so that the spotlight is on them because if the spotlight comes on you, you're going to be found out that you're just like they are because many people will get bent out of shape because of this fighting over in Israel. And some of those people will be in the midst of a fight and a battle within their own home or within their, their marriage, they're getting divorced and they're having the same fight except using uh, emotional and spiritual weapons to harm somebody and they think they're better than what's going on over there. And the reality is, is that, uh, like was said, the best thing anybody can do is you mind your own business, you make sure you're doing what's right before God. If God tells you to speak to somebody, go ahead. But in that aspect of being able to hear the voice of God, that's that's not a simple, easy task. You don't just sit there and, oh, well, there's that voice told me to do this, so God told me to do this because there are multiple voices that are speaking to you. And anybody who's honest will know that they have voices that speak in their head. You're not crazy, okay? That's one of the big things is, oh, you're hearing voices. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah, well, that's the enemy's ploy to get you to recognize or to get you to think that you you can't hear the voice of God, nor can you hear the voice of the enemy. Well, here's what, what the voices are, okay? You have the voice of God. You have the voice of the enemy. And don't think that the enemy's voice is going to be this ugly voice that you're going to recognize. No, they can appear as an angel of light, okay? So they can come at you as though in the pretense that they're God. And so you have to be able to really discern the voice that's talking to you. Does it line up with the truth of God? And along with those two voices, of course, you have other demons and uh, angels that have the ability to talk to you uh, in your mind. But you also have deep within yourself, you have altars that talk to you that your protective altar comes up when you feel like you need to protect yourself and your angry altar or your, your sad altar, you have these altars and they're talking to you as well. And so when we talk about hearing the voice of God, this is something that you have to practice and you have to really get to where you can discern and hear the voice of God and be able to distinguish when the voice of the enemy is speaking, but no, that doesn't line up with the truth of God. And it sounds uh, soft and it sounds like it could be from God, but it doesn't line up with the truth of God. And so that's from the enemy. And then you have to also find out the voices within yourself, the altars within yourself that are speaking. And when you do that, then you can start to separate what the voice of God is, what the voice of the enemy is, what the voice is coming from within you are. And it's really important because hearing the voice of God, it's like we've talked about before with the AM radio. Anybody, you know, younger generation now, they probably don't know much about the old turn dial for the uh, radios, 
but you used to have to tune it in by a knob and they, they, you, you get it close and then you just kind of fiddle with it until you got it as clear as you possibly could. Well, that's the objective goal with God. But if you don't, if you can't say, you know, the voice of the enemy, then you can't say, you know, the voice of God, because just because you think the enemy is going to come at you from an ugly perspective and it's going to be hateful and no, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. No, we're going to put our arm around your shoulder and we're going to tell you that, that you're perfect and everything's okay. And you don't have to worry about it. And this whole thing about getting away from sin, these guys are crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. Nobody can stop sinning. See, the Bible says, uh, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What do they know? And if you can't distinguish the voices based in what the truth of God is, then don't listen to the voices until you know for sure who and what is direct. It's a, it's a huge necessity in the process. And so we have many times, and it happened during COVID where you had somebody who would go into a store who didn't have a mask and people who had masks would go after them and attack them. Not necessarily. I mean, there were some physical altercations, but, and, and, and don't get me wrong. It wasn't all the people who were wearing masks that were the problem because there were just, there were also problems that were caused by people who didn't wear masks, who felt, felt like they had the right to tell somebody else that they didn't, they shouldn't wear a mask instead of everybody just being like, look, if you don't wear a mask, then you take the, this into your own hands. If you get the disease, you get it. If not, okay, no problem. But at each side was trying to convince the other side that they were right. Instead of each side, just letting everybody just live their life. Just, just, if I don't want to wear a mask, what's it to you? If you have a mask, then you're protected and vice versa. Why does it matter to me that you have a mask on? Because if you, if that makes you feel better, go for it. That was one of the biggest things that, that I saw out of that whole thing was it just brought fights and quarrels among people because everybody was minding everybody else's business because of what they were hearing of other people saying rather than just standing on the truth. And no, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to worry about if somebody says something to me about not wearing a mask. So what? I'm just going to ignore them. And I'm going to go on about my business. Now it's, it's a shame because in this world, too many people are worried about too many other people. And if, Everybody would focus on themselves. And the Bible tells you to do this. If those who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. So stop trying to impress your beliefs on somebody else. We're putting this podcast out there. If somebody hears this and they don't want, they don't like it, they don't want to listen to it. We're not going to try to come hunt them down and shove it down their throat and tell them you have to listen to this because this is the truth. And no, because you have the right to choose what you want to listen to and what you want to do. Our suggestion is make sure whatever you're listening to and whatever you're doing lines up with the truth of God. 
because that's what you're going to have to answer for. But with everything else, you know, if you're if you're have faith in God, leave the homosexual alone. Leave, leave the one who's who's doing abortions alone. Just make sure you're not doing it because the the odds are that from some other perspective, you're doing that very same thing. You're a man who who's against homosexuality, but yet you masturbate and you think that that's okay. And uh, it's just so many different areas that people will do the very same thing, but not see it in themselves. And they want to berate somebody else instead of, no, you know what? I'm going to live what God wants me to live. And I'm going to let God separate the wheat from the chaff, the wheat from the tares, the sheep from the goats. That, that's, that's God's to do, not mine. If you ask me what I think about something, I'll be honest, I'll tell you. But I'm not going to expect that you're going to believe like I believe. I'm not going to put you in that spot where you have to believe the way that I do. Because I know that in the end, God will sift this out. You ever seen somebody sift? I know your dad probably, if he did a garden, you've probably seen him do some sifting of dirt where you put the dirt in a screen and you shake it down till all the dirt goes through and you're left with the rocks while you throw the rocks away. And now you got that nice powdery dirt that you can use for your plants or whatever. But that's, that's what God's going to do. God, God's going to sift it all out. So I don't have to worry about people who are sinning. Now, people who claim to have faith in God and are sinning, yeah, you come to me, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And you need to stop sinning because you're telling other people they need to stop sinning, but yet you yourself haven't stopped sinning. And so, yes, I have a problem with that because you're claiming faith in God. But as far as people in the world, what business is it of mine? It's not my my uh, I reality to take away their free will choice. If I have kids in school, I just teach them the truth of God so that they can recognize and see what is right and what is wrong. And so there's just so much huge importance to this concept of following the directions, doing what is right to do. If you do what is right to do, if you follow the directions, you will be accepted by God. So where in that does it give me the right to tell you what to do, to tell the uh, idolater, the murderer, the homosexual, uh, the homosexual what to do. Now, again, if you come to me and you ask me, I will tell you honestly, but if you still want to live your life the way you want to live it, go ahead. I won't have anything to do with it, but that's your life. Go live it. If you're comfortable with that, with that and answering to God, on the final day, that's your prerogatives. That, that's your choice to do that. And that's one of the things that set us apart is that we're not attacking other groups like that. We will come at or we will come to Christianity 
because they're claiming faith in God. And yet they're doing the same things that the people that they're going against are doing. Even if it's from a, a different perspective, they're still doing it. Then how are they going to answer to God? And that's why with this podcast, we just want people to hear the truth and then to go out and discover the truth. Hear what we're saying, but discover it by listening to God, by listening to the word and by looking and seeing, does the church that you go to operate like the church in Acts, like the church in Corinth? All the churches that were following the one directive, the one gospel message, and Paul even saying, don't follow somebody else's directive, that if you follow another gospel other than what we taught you, that's another directive. Don't follow that because that's not the right direction and directive of God. And so it's just, uh, I'm very passionate about this aspect of minding other people's business because I spent too much time in my life spending that time worrying about or thinking about what somebody else is doing rather than, no, how can I use what they're doing to see something in myself so I can change and just improve myself to be better? It doesn't matter what they do. I can use what they do and I can give purpose to it, but I don't have to do what they do. And I'm not going to agree if it's wrong. Don't try to get me to agree with you, but I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'll state what I know is true. And then we go on. We go on about our business. You live your life. I live mine. Mind your business. Leave other people alone. Point the finger at yourself. When you see something in somebody else, you're doing it. It's the golden rule. You figure out where you're doing it, fix it in yourself. Then you will not be a hypocrite. That may open the door for you to have a good logical uh, uh, conversation with somebody about what they're doing if you're not attacking them rather than just conversing with them. And even if you have that conversation, doesn't mean that they're going to uh, do what you do. They still have to make the choice that they want to be in the kingdom of God, and therefore they're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And in that process, if, if you commit sin, then you will find a place where you do not commit sin in order that you can enter into the kingdom, because no sinner will enter the kingdom of God. And the wages of sin is death. And that means that if you sin, then eternal death is yours. And you must find that place where you do not sin so that you can escape the flames of eternal death. How many people have heard this term but maybe haven't really thought about the meaning that somebody will call somebody else insane or this person is suffering from insanity. <clears throat> and I heard this quote yesterday. And we had talked about this in the gathering before that the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again 
and expecting different results. Success is doing the same things over and over again and expecting growth and change. And where my mind went with this was the truth of God that the truth of God, the gospel message, once you come to it and you go through it, you continue to live it over and over and over again. But it's not insanity because you get different results. You get change. You get growth in the right direction. And if people are honest, that everybody has some sort of mental illness. And insanity is a part of that because how many things do you do over and over again and you get frustrated because somebody else isn't changing or nothing is changing? Well, are you expecting different results without doing something different? Change the direction. Change the directions you're following so that you can get different results. If I want to go from here to California, I can go east, but it's going to be a lot quicker if I change directions and go west. Because I can go east, but it's going to be a lot longer travel going across the world as opposed to changing direction. And one of the big points in this is that make sure that you know the advanced directives of Yah and walk in those advanced directives. If you don't know them, how can you change anything to go in their direction? And this isn't about getting everything all in one night, all in one moment. It's a lifetime of digging into the truth, digging into the word of God and figure out what are Yah's directives here. And just, this is just another way to use a concept to understand the truth of God that, and I never even really heard of that until you brought it up about the advanced directive. But to think about it, it just mean ahead of time, you giving directions ahead of time, repent and live. All right. I'm giving directions ahead of time so that, because think about it, if you don't repent, then you die. Well, yeah, I didn't know. And no, because it's an advanced directive. Creation is here to show you that we exist. Now it's your journey to find us. We've given you what you need to find us by faith because we haven't come to you in our physical being because if we did, then you would die. So we're giving you the opportunity to search us and find us and we'll come to you to where you ultimately can find us. And something that came to mind with this was people want the proof of God before they will believe, but you've got to come to God by faith without the proof, the physical proof first. Then, once you find them by faith, you can then get the proof, the, the physical part, where you will see them face to face. But this is just a good reminder. Remember in the Word where Peter says that, although that you know these things, that it's good to remind you, just so that it can just keep you fresh in it. And it's just another way to give answer. This is just another way to explain the truth of God, that have you ever looked at God as... Yah giving directions. And did you follow the directions? Because how much do we blame other people when something doesn't go the way that we thought it was supposed to go? What's well, your fault? And did you follow the direct? Yeah, I did. Are you sure? Well, well, I think I'm sure. Well, if you think you're sure, then you're not sure. So go back because Yah is not wrong. If something isn't going according to what you think it is, are you following the advanced directive or are you 
doing it the way that you think it should be done and you're missing a piece or something's not happening. And, and that's the thing is that because of, and this is one that will continually come up is the brainwashing and the mind control, cognitive dissonance because of programming, because of how you've been brainwashed that if something feels good, you'll stay with it, but it takes, and we said this before, it's going to take you willing to go through pain and push through any type of pain to find the truth, but you can find it. And those seeking with all their heart will find it. And um, yeah, who would have thought just from thinking about commercials from the seventies and eighties on a medical medication bottle to use as directed, but what a great tool that y'all can use for people to, or even with advanced directive, you're just sitting there and filling out the paperwork and wow, look at this. The Yah can use things like that, that the truth of God is all around, but you've just got to be looking for it in order to find it. Um, did you have something? Mother is how. Oh, is how, exactly. Well, and that's the thing, because even what I found is even if I tell myself I'm not going to, not that I'm not thinking, but I'm not going to attempt to come up with something a concept will come like that, use as directed. It's like, how many people don't even know what the directions are and they're ignoring them, which means you're intentionally looking away from it, but then you try to blame somebody else because you didn't make it clear to me. And we have it right on the door. Like you said, breakfast is seven to nine AM. What's not fair that were you here between set? Yeah, but I couldn't get here because, and you ought to, Okay, so you're trying to change the directions to fit what you want instead of you changing yourself to fit those directions because if you would have come between 7 and 9, there would have been no chaos. But because you didn't follow the directive, you try to blame us and say we're not fair and just instead of are you not the one that's being unfair because you didn't follow the directions? That's why ignorance of the law is no excuse because you ignored it by not seeking it out before you came to this country. Well, so that's my fault. I'm supposed to change my law for you. No. <clears throat> and that's it just still comes back to God will not be mocked because there's nothing you can bring to them that they're going to say, wow, you know what? I'll give you an excuse here because I didn't make this clear through my creation, through our perfection. That so you're off the hook that the only way that that would happen, if it were possible to be, if, whatever you brought to God, it didn't exist to where it would be something that they haven't thought about or anything that they, that they did. And what that does is that removes all excuses of putting any blame on God. So if no blame is on God, then why do we blame other people? Because we know we're wrong. And if we can point the finger at somebody else, then it takes the, the focus off of our wrong. But Yah is dwells in, beautiful, brilliant, perfected light. So you come before them. There's not going to be anything hidden to where, okay, well, I'll hide over here. It'll be, Sean, why did you do this? It's just like with Messiah that where are your accusers? You're standing before God. So go and sin no more because if you continue to sin, when you stand before me again, like you said with the sifting over here, over here, So make sure that you know 
that you are walking in the truth of God and just thought about this, we could even add to this and say, use as directed by Yah. Because if it's something in the world that's not godly, don't use as directed. Use as directed as it lines up with the truth of God. That go by the directives of Yah because you cannot go wrong in that circumstance. Phil, this is a good stopping point. We've got a lot of good conversation on this one. And um, anything further you'd like to add before we end for the evening? I would just say that... um for those that are seeking God with all of their heart, just to go through the Bible and look for and find how many advanced directives that God has laid out and how many people made advanced directives, made vows that they didn't fulfill and just look for it and see it and discover it for yourself. That's the whole objective of what we're doing here is that we want to bring attention to the truth of God. And then from there, it's up to each individual to decide what they're going to do with it, how they're going to do it, and for them to discover it through their personal relationship with God, uh, through Abba first, Messiah second, and Mother third. Yeah, because as the word says, we we'll on this one that Paul said that he's not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation, but make sure that the gospel message is followed in the directions and the way that it was laid out. So. Grateful to y'all for them allowing us to do this podcast, and we will, Lord willing, see everybody on the next one. Have a good evening. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek and you will find, knock, and the door will be open to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.